Beloved friends and family, and especially you, Irene, and the children and grandchildren, grace and peace is ours through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There's so many people here because so many people touched Elmer's life, and Elmer touched so many people's life, and we're still here, and he's over there, and we want to be together at this place. We all have those handful or five handfuls of things that we're already missing terribly. I'm going to miss Elmer for a lot of things, but one of the things is he was one of the few people that could talk more than me. (laughs) And it was a safe place to be around him because I didn't look so chatty all the time. We'll remember last words that people said, whether they were insignificant at the time or not, but we were here last Sunday and I I preached and I preached a long sermon as usual and I was telling him that I could have made it a lot shorter, and he said encouraging words. He said, oh, I never, I never think you preach too long, Pastor. I haven't in 24 years. So I thought in honor of him today, I'd go really long time. <laughs> I hope not, but I'm here to give you God's comfort and peace. In Psalm 90, Moses, there's, there's one song of Moses in the Psalter. The, most of them were written by David, but Moses, who lived... 3,500 years ago talks about how hard life is and how short it is. And one of the verses he says this, our lives are only 70 years or 80 if we have the strength. And I start there before I go to one of Elmer's favorite psalms, Psalm 23, to say this, it, it, since he went so fast and it's such a shock to all of us and we weren't done living life with him, it feels so short but as we get further away from last Friday, we think 74 and a half years, right smack dab in the middle of what Moses said, and we think of all the things that God blessed you with and Elmer with, as time passes, you're going to see more and more, not the loss, but what a full, full life God gave him and is giving you through the, the times you got to share. I think, again, the testimony that we're all here is how full Elmer's life was. Um, I, uh, I have to confess that often I've been jealous of Elmer because I'm an FFA boy that grew up in the city, and I always wanted to be a rancher. And he got to do that his whole life. And uh, I told him that one time over lunch. You know, he'd stay after church, last man out. Preacher, what are you doing? I'm, not much. Take you to furs, Right. And we're sitting over lunch, and I said, i got to tell you something. I've always secretly envied you because you have that herd of cattle and blah, 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 blah. And uh, I've been jealous of that. And it's easy in the mirror of that to say, oh, now I feel bad for him. But now I'm jealous for him again. And I want you to be that way too because of Jesus Christ has taken him to glory. And he, has, he is not dead. He is alive. And Psalm 23 talks about that at the end and we'll get there but Psalm 23 says that he lived the life that anyone would look in on that doesn't know the Lord and say I'm jealous of that life because of something much bigger than the blessings of cattle and land and family and football and whatever right it's because he had God God came into his life because of his family when he was very very young that was all a gift God gave himself to Elmer as a gift in his baptism and all of his life. And Elmer understood that. He was, he was not perfect, but he was connected to Jesus. 
And he loved Psalm 23 because it talked about God being his shepherd. And so we're going to just walk through it real fast. I'm going to read it to you, and you can enjoy it. It's on the front, but I'll read the one that's inside. I don't know German, not a lick of it. So I couldn't even attempt to do it then in German. Well, I know what nine is. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want... He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David wrote that. He was, he was a, a, a man of a rancher, a shepherd, and it would, you could see how any of us, just with the concrete examples, could love the 23rd Psalm, but someone who loves animal husbandry would love it even more because Elmer understood how he was the blessing to the cattle, right? He decided whether they got hay or whether they had water. And I bet a few times he didn't chase after you kids saying, they're not going to eat if you don't get out there and take care of them. And he knew that he didn't receive anything without the Lord being behind it. Life not without struggles, just like all of ours are all the same in that way. Struggles with work, struggles with cattle, struggles with church, struggles with family, struggles with himself. And I'm sure there were times that he talked like someone who was in want, but then he'd come back to the word of God like you and I do and say, I'm not really in want. The Lord is my shepherd and he takes care of me. Sometimes you can tell when the person is telling you that, they're also preaching to themselves. And Elmer would do that. He would tell himself while he's telling you, the Lord is taking care of us. He's taking care of me. I'm not in want. I'm living an enviable life. It's a much bigger blessing to have the Lord than any of the blessings the Lord gives you. His fatherly, protective oversight of our whole life. And by fatherly, I mean forgiving, unconditional love. Your dad, your husband, your grandfather was so quick to say he was a sinner, but he said it as someone who knew he was redeemed. In the psalm, David says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, and he says, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Mercy is undeserved love. The righteousness that David's talking about, the paths of righteousness, are the, the path of that God's laid out in his righteousness for us. What's enviable about, as Christian to Christian, about uh, Elmer's life was his love for God's word that was an example to the rest, and you'd kind of try to want to have that kind of love for the word just because he, he did. And the first word he loved the most was Jesus' word, it is finished. Your sins are forgiven favored him. I know that my Redeemer lives, right? And he knew that word was the thing that 
saved people. That's why he found this church back when. He was looking for a church for his family that he felt would be faithful to what? The word of God. And that's why when y'all came, he got right in it to make sure that Sunday school was going well because of the word. Uh, I was in Jason's Deli last night and ran into some former members, and they told me how sorry they were to hear that Elmer was in glory. And they said, they were the 10th one this weekend that's told me this. Did you know he pestered me to teach Sunday school? (laughs) And then the wife said, because he loved God's word that much. That's something as Christians would be jealous about, to love the word that much that you'd make sure other people had it. Several times in many years, he would call up and say, you notice so-and-so hasn't been in church? Almost like to say, Reverend, are you paying attention? And I talked to so-and-so, that so-and-so, and I encouraged them, and he wanted them, and he would say, I want, just want them to hear the word, right? And that's why sermons seem short to him, because it was the word, even coming from us fallible men up here in the front. And it was a word that he knew saved people when they heard Jesus as their Savior, and it was a word that uh, changed lives. And it was a word that on Friday did not let him down. And that's the thing to hold on to now. Uh, It always looks in the lower story of life when we pass from this life to the next like we got beat. But actually, remember what Jesus said to the thief on the cross when he said, today, I mean, the thief said, remember me, and Jesus said, today, not tomorrow, not ten years from now, today you will be with me in paradise. The second that his body, his heart stopped beating was the second that he saw Jesus. And David knew that was part of life. It's the best part. He said, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's way before Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place and in my father's house are many rooms and there's a mansion waiting for you. David talked about the house of the Lord. Uh, Not everybody in the room knows this, but they will now. Elmer wanted to get to Lexington, live on the family ranch, right? But just think about it. The second he stepped into heaven, you think he slapped his soul's knee and said, I wanted to be in a barn dominium. (laughs) As he looked at the mansion. No. I wanted to be in Lexington. You wouldn't dare say that before heaven. And the throne of the gracious God who's been preparing it for 2,000 years for you. He said, oh my goodness. I had way too small of plans. <laughs> These were much bigger, right? And that's our comfort. He's not cheated. He's blessed again. Surely, goodness and mercy has followed this man all the days of his life. And now he dwells in the house of the Lord forever. A life well lived. A life spent to bless and not to impress. A life lived in childlike faith in a Savior who did what he could never do, redeem him. And a life lived in the hope that he'd be in heaven. 
All of you Foskies and, and then some are the same. You love to be together as family. You're not missing out on anything in heaven, but there's something he looks forward to. It's going to get better as each one of you flies away. Even that, he has anticipation that you're coming to join him. And he's looking forward to it just the way he did family gatherings here on earth. We have that promise through the word of God that we've heard so many different ways even today. I was going to talk a little bit about rain and uh, Tim told me before the service, one of you gals said to him last night, you know, uh, it's a Lee County gal, you can imagine with all the black land and grass for cattle out there. When a good man dies, it rains a lot. I think probably Elmer coined that phrase. He must have. (laughs) Right? Remember I started with there's things we're going to miss? All of us around the church house are going to miss the request, pray for rain. Right? And he's not talking about my St. Augustine grass on an eighth acre. He's talking about rain on the pasture and the farms, right? And his in particular. Pray for rain. And then, one Sunday, he said, you forgot to thank him for the rain. So now we're praying for rain and we're thanking him for the rain, which we should be doing. And I think now, and I think about Elmer being gone, I think, who's going to fill that hole? Who's going to be the guy that always reminds the reverend that it's pray for rain? It's scriptural. It says in the Acts, Paul said, God shows you his glory by putting rain on your fields. It's glorifying God, too, to ask for rain and depend on him. And I th- Every single funeral time where there's rain all around, I feel sad except for this one. If there's rain all around during this week, it's like God is saying, I just want y'all to know I love that man and he's with me. and I'm going to rain in his honor more than you can handle. The grass is going to grow. But it's a huge hole. God does not look like a good shepherd when he doesn't follow our plans. In fact, it makes us wonder, because we had a definition of what it meant to be to shepherd Elmer. But actually, God is the good shepherd. It, the, the word shepherd showed up in that Revelation passage about heaven that says now he's their shepherd that takes care of them in heaven. So what God did was open the gate to the green pasture that Psalm 23 talks about, and he brought Elmer to see his shepherd for the first time. Why does he leave such a huge hole in our life? Why so quickly? Why we didn't get to prepare Why do I have to go through life now without him? I don't know all the answers, but I know one of the answers to the why. It's in Romans 5, but I'm just going to tell you what it is. Irene, especially you, who was his spouse. It's so you'll long to be in heaven and not think this is heaven. It's okay to hurt. It's not okay to blame yourself or blame God. It's okay to hurt because this is what this place is. This is not heaven. Heaven is real, but heaven's not here. And the the events that happen in our life that take away huge things from us are so that we in our lifetime would long for that place where all things are new. So we would learn to keep living as pilgrims who love the word and the Lord instead of ourselves and our things we can't hang on to and the people we can't hang on to. So who's going to fill that hole? God is. And when you think about the rain or the need for it, say, what, did Pop, what would Grandpa do? 
what would my dad do? He'd say, Reverend, pray for rain, and you fill the hole. You remind us, right? And look forward to heaven, because it's going to be a really happy place. You're going to see Elmer and his best childhood friend soon enough. And your life can be lived out in that hope. And this is all because of Jesus Christ. If we did not have Jesus like Elmer had Jesus, we'd have no hope. And so live your life in appreciation to the Savior who made it all possible. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father and Lord Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit, you are the one that makes life and takes it to heaven. You're the one that makes eternal life and leads someone in such a blessed life. We celebrate the fact that you kept your grace in Elmer's life all these years. We celebrate that you gave him family and you've given them each other and a lot of love for them to share at this time and a hope and a peace because you are the Savior. We know you have Elmer with you. We trust that. We ask you to to tell him that we love him and that we're glorifying you on the day of his passing. And that also, as we lay his mortal remains to rest, help us to always live in that hope that his body will rise again to join the soul that you have safely with you so that we can live with the loss but not live as people who despair because we know that you're going to bring us there too. Amen. All right. We have a song for all of you. The pastoral staff will sing from the hymnal. It's uh, Just As I Am. It's on 397.